Hey everybody, this is Jared from the Rockstar Dad Show. Coming up next on the program, we're going to talk a little Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving. And we've got Sean Mackin from the band Yellow Card as a freaking rock star, a rock star dad, and a rock star golfer. That is this week on the Rockstar Dad Show. This is a song for my friends Jared and Gary. They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary. They're just a couple of guys in a band that you know. Some rock star dads who started a show. So here's the next episode. Welcome to the Rockstar Dad Show. My name is Jared. Gary's here. Yo. And uh, man, what a beautiful time of year here in texas it's just nice outside the winds are blowing in from different areas or whatever and my allergies freaking suck well that sucks man i'm sorry to hear that but yes you're exactly right it's the awesome time of year where it's like 60 something degrees outside in the daytime and uh last night last evening it was so beautiful mia and i went and took the dog for a walk Nice. And while we were walking around the block, it was just the cutest damn thing ever because she just sang all of the Christmas carols she could think of the whole walk. Oh, just my goodness. little bitty cute six-year-old girl singing Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph yeah. the red Nose. It was awesome. Man, that sounds like a delightful evening. You know, just you and the dog and the six-year-old just singing it up, yeah. you know. And, uh, man, she is a trip. First, and I do want to say, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks to Gary for and his amazing family for having me over for Thanksgiving. I had such a fun time. You know, I've, I've had examples of your cooking before. You know, it's mostly in the meat category. Yeah. Um, you, my friend, are fucking real good at making shit. Like, thanks, it, dude. The, the turkey was amazing. I, it's... I'm saying right now, I hope my mother-in-law or my mom don't hear this, but I think yours are probably the best mashed potatoes I've ever had. <laughs> like, in my life. Thanks, and, man. And obviously, I, I love carbs. Well, man, don't we all? We were just talking about that before the show. Like, I've been trying to eat kind of healthy. I always do this. Whenever we come home from tour, I'm like, I'm going to eat healthy at home, and I knock off some weight, and then we go on tour and put it back on, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we cooked Thanksgiving dinner and you have leftovers for days and days. And, and, uh, yeah. so I, I feel guilty not eating the leftovers or don't want it to go to waste. Yeah. And so after about four days of eating Thanksgiving dinner, I, I realized I'd put on like five of the pounds <laughs> I'd knocked off. So I'm like, yeah. I, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. It's, I think that happens to everybody around this time, you know, and it's like some, some shit gets, you also sent home some of your Family recipe stuffing and your family recipe cranberry sauce and I or scam. What do you call the cranberry thing? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cranberry salad. It's like a Jello salad, cranberry salad. I don't know. Yeah, my but, mom makes it and it's amazing. But you use it the same way in which you use cranberry you know, sauce. cranberry sauce or whatever. Which yeah. I am a big fan of the can. You know, fan of the can. And uh, man, that's a good advertisement for them around the around that time. Man, I wonder I, if I could pitch that. Yeah, let's go. Because a lot of people. Will be like, I like the homemade, but I like the, I, but a fan of the can. Hey, do you want some cranberries? Hey, no, I'm just a fan of the can. Yeah, brought my own. I'm a fan of the can. Oh my God, that's amazing, right? Yeah. Man, I, I got to figure out how to pitch that. Um, uh, well, our good friend Allie is a publicist and has uh, Sean 
Mackin from Yellow Card coming on later in the episode. Maybe I should ask her. How do we get? How do we get to that? The people who make the camphor. Anyway, we uh, got to know somebody. Got to know, know somebody. But it big was cran. We had a great day of drinking beers. We watched football. We had a delicious meal, and then we we did that thing that when you're a kid, you see old people do it, and you're just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Where we just stayed at the table until almost two o'clock in the morning, just drinking wine and shooting the shit. One hundred. It was a great day. Had a blast. So happy that everyone that came over came over. Um, but you're exactly right. I remember being a kid, and as soon as you had the last bite, you're like, "Can we have dessert?" Yeah. And if it's no, or if it's later, it's like, "Boom, I'm gone." Right? Yeah. And uh, if it was okay to have dessert, then as soon as that's over, you're out of there. And then the the old people just sit at the table yeah. forever, and yeah. like, what are you guys doing? But it was just such a blast. We were having so much fun, telling stories, having a good laugh with everybody. Yeah. And uh, you know, even at, I think at one point. It was a couple hours after dinner. We were still sitting there, and and I tried to get everyone to move into the living room, and everyone's just happy where they are. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Well, it's funny. Your mother-in-law went to bed two separate times and 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 uh, and came back and just like, I feel like I'm missing out on all the hilarity, you know, because <laughs> we're all just having having a blast and laughing it up. And, uh, of course, I, the, what brought that up is, well, Mia is so adorable, and I believe she went through six outfits. Uh, in one day, but she made us all little place cards to put where our seats were. And, uh, and, you know, we had Tyler was getting us beers. He was going to, he was going to try and eat a whole turkey himself. <laughs> uh, he, he, he did eat quite a bit of turkey, but he did. Uh, both of my kids are such picky eaters. And I remember this too, about being a kid, like Thanksgiving meal was nothing special to me. You know, it's like, okay, mashed potatoes. Great. Um, but I didn't care about the the stuffing or the dressing or the cranberry salad or even the turkey as a kid, right? And my kids don't eat any of that crap. Like Mia loved the turkey, Tyler loved the turkey. They didn't even try anything else. Yeah, it it was it it's it's so funny. I was telling you, I, I think last week on the show, where Everett just started eating chicken, and then we went. I went to his Thanksgiving. He was just eating turkey, and it just I'm just not saying anything. Just gonna, not yeah. gonna point it out. Yeah, I'm going to let him uh, I'm just going to let him, you know, just like chicken and turkey now. Well, and uh, you were over at my house solo and uh, I, I, I can't remember if it, I think Anik posted some pictures yeah. and it was just you at our table with us. And I was like, I wonder if people are going to be like, oh, what's oh. going on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we saw uh, this. Again. Kate, we saw this 11 years ago. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Casey and uh, Everett went to New York and they had a great time. They had a good trip. They did. It started out as this thing where they were going to go up and visit her grandparents. Um, but then she thought, you know this is a good opportunity for me to pop into New York city and see this parade. They, that's their thing. They wake up early on Chris on uh, Thanksgiving every year and they watch the parade together while she's making the macaroni and cheese for the big family dinner. And uh, so she was just like, you know, I think I'm going to just take him to this parade and then I'll pop over and see my grandparents in upstate New York. Well, unfortunately the flights to upstate New York are not that economical. And she was like, yeah, that's going to be like, a lot, 2,300 bucks or something crazy. So she goes, I'm just going to do the parade thing, I think. <laughs> and so they went to New York. They've been there together before when Bowling for Soup uh, was playing. And they hit, uh, it's, we, it, this is my favorite part of the story is we had watched Night of the, Mu- Night of the Museum 1 and 2. 
And so he, she took him to the Museum of Natural History, and so he got his picture made with all of those, you know, all nice. those things, Rex and the Dum Dum guy, and uh, and Roosevelt and all of that. Um, and then um, they, of course, went and had soup dumplings, which is uh, a big bowling for soup core thing that we do tradition that we yeah. do. And they uh, they spent their their evening. So I actually, this, this is the funny story about that night. I got this message while I was sitting with you. We were um, watching football with our buddy, Mark. And it, my son just texts me and he goes, hey, mom's phone might die. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. And he goes, uh, I think I'm more of a crab guy. And I'm just like, okay. And I put ha-ha because I thought, oh, that must be from a movie or something, right? Yeah. So it turns out they went to Morton's and he wanted to try lobster. And so... He later I get another text. He's like, Did you did you read what I wrote? And I put, Yeah. And then I'm thinking, why the hell is he texting me that he's more of a crab leg guy? And then I guess I it finally I remembered. I go, wait, did you try lobster tonight? And he goes, Yeah, I didn't like it. He goes, I really didn't like anything but the sides. Like they went to Morton's, which is a really nice, you know, steakhouse. Yeah. And uh, but so he's talking about how he doesn't like it. And then so last night we were talking about it again. And uh, there he is going, oh, yeah, the mac and cheese was freaking great. Oh, the mashed potatoes were freaking great. And so so you did like it. You know, you just. Yeah. And luckily, he didn't talk his mom into two lobster tails because that's where it, the, the night started. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's not red lobster, man. Those things are not cheap. Well, you were you were telling that story over at our house. And uh, and and whenever you told it. I was like, that sounds like how Anik communicates. And she's like, yeah, I totally understand what he's saying. Because she she will. She'll just out of nowhere go, oh, yeah, they said this the other day. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Who's they? Right. You know, and what are we talking about here? Because yeah. the last time we were talking, we were talking about what we're having for dinner. And now all of a sudden they are saying something. Right. Yeah, that's a big Casey thing, too. She'll go, oh, I thought I thought we were done talking about that. I'm already talking about something else. And I'm like, well, we don't have a resolution to what we're having for dinner yet. Well, e even even if we had resolved that, like Anik just jumps into the middle of right. the conversation that she's already had in her head. Yeah. And I'm supposed to know the first part of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You are supposed to know that. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it was a wonderful holiday and they got back, you know, she said they came back home the day after Thanksgiving and I thought that might be a really bad travel day and there was weather up there and I was just like, oh shit, this could be a whole thing. But no, they, um, they got back. I will say during our chat there at the adults table, uh, we drank a lot of wine and mm. uh, we had already had a lot of beer. And uh, so I was moving a little slow that next day. And then they got home and, and she came in and they got all their stuff inside and all that. And then she goes, she comes and I fucking stayed in. I got up at like 11, let the dogs out uh, and then went back to bed. And she comes in at like four and she goes, I know you don't want to hear this, but all of our friends want to hang out. And I'm just like, I got to rally. I got to be fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. And uh, so I rallied and I, uh, but man, I was moving a little slow. I was moving a little slow that day too, and and I, I think I'll just go out on the limb and say uh, that was probably the most hungover I've been the day after Thanksgiving ever. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, because normally it's like, oh, we have a, we have some wine and some drinks, but like we yeah. had yeah. some drinks and we had some wine. We had so some wine. Yeah, we I was did. moving slow the next day too. Yeah, we had uh, quite a bit of wine, and um, yeah, that you're right. That that it might be. I mean, I 
I do get hung over a lot after Thanksgiving because there's three football games and depends on, you know, if I'm which father-in-law I'm with, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, all that stuff. But what a great holiday. Hey, we're going to take a break. Coming up later in the show, Sean Mackin from the band Yellow Card. What a freaking, well, what a freaking run they've been on. Holy right yeah and what a treat he's an awesome dude you guys are stoked to hear about this guy his amazing family and uh he he's been here two years so he is officially a texan now uh that is coming up here in just a little while but first y'all hang out and listen to this this is the rockstar dad show welcome back to the rockstar dad show don't forget we're on adobe radio every single monday at 2 p.m eastern and then wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts you can also watch us on facebook or youtube and you can follow us on all of the social media outlets at rockstar dad show you can email us at rockstar dad show at gmail.com and uh i mean also if you just want to be creepy you can show up to a show and follow us around uh, that's true you could so get yourself some uh, Rockstar Dad merch and come to a show, and you're almost guaranteed I will point you out from the stage. Yeah, like if you really want to get our attention. Yeah, speaking of which, we got to start making some merch. We do need to make some merch. Don't we have some or no? We've, we've had it, but not really had it or pushed it. We, yeah. Tell you what, I'm going to make a note for our next meeting. Yeah, we should have a meeting. Honestly, it is time. It's time to redo the merch and... um you know, and get some stuff going. I, um, I've never even had one of our shirts before. And, you know, I like to wear my own merch. I'm from the eighties, you know, all of the eighties uh, metal bands used to wear their own merch. And so I've always been that way in Bowling Pursuit. Yeah. I was going to say the way for me not to point you out as a, in a Bowling Pursuit show or at a Bowling Pursuit is wearing a Bowling Pursuit shirt. Cause fucking everybody's got one. I, you know, it's so funny the the, the bands wearing their own shirts thing being such an eighties thing. And like, we we've never really done it as BFS or you know our whole genre doesn't really do it. It makes so much sense. Yep. Like you know how much less luggage we would have to travel with <laughs> if just yeah you know every couple of days we went to the merch tent and like ah you know what I need a couple new shirts yeah let me grab one of these and one of these well that that used to be a sales ploy right uh, no I get that yeah but it, it it's also it would it would just be uh it would be streamlining our our packing. We're all so good at packing now, though. You know, That's like true. I'm fucking Charlie Brown now. I have all the same socks, all the same underwear, uh, the, all the same dickies, and all the same t-shirts. I had, I've had like a um, a storyline arch of packing. Yeah, you know, so like whenever we started doing this, you, you weren't good at it, and then we've done it for so long. It's just, oh, I'm leaving to the airport in an hour and a half. I better start packing. You know, like it's, we got so good and so quick at it mm -hmm. and I'm still good and quick. We've been doing it forever, but now I've got anxiety about it, you know? Yep. Now it's like, I, I'm good at it. I'm fast. I know exactly what I'm wanting to do and where everything is and how yeah. to do it. But I just have this like, what if I've forgotten this? And the thing is, as long as it's not like your passport, yeah, it doesn't freaking matter. You can just get another one. But I've still got this anxiety about it now. Passport, phone, and meds, bud. That's why I yeah. say it all the time. Passport, phone, and meds. If you've got your passport, your phone, and your meds, you're going to survive at least. Everything's going to be fine. And that's, right. that is just like as I get in the car. Because I, you know, I, I have gone, you, we've gone... There has been so many changes. And I mean, remember, we used to all carry around a freaking whole thing of DVDs and CDs. And like you had to have this kind of thing, this kind of headphones for this thing and this kind for this. And we had 
actual cameras. You and know? everything had different chargers. Yeah. And, you know. And what a mess that was, which is back to my theory. And I hope this is the way things go are going. But everything just needs to be USB-C, and then let's all relax. Yeah. Let's get rid of the lightning cable. Let's get rid of micro USB. USB-C everything, and we're done. It's going to be like Highway 380, though. Like, as soon as everything goes to USB-C, they're going to be like, but now we have this better one. It's yeah. USB 9 or, you know, whatever. And the reference on that is uh, there's a highway over by where Jarrett and I live. And years ago, whenever I went to college, it was a two-lane highway. And it's one of the deadliest highways in Texas. It's so, so busy. And they finally uh, expanded it to a four-lane highway. And it took years and years and years and years. Horrible traffic. As soon as it got done in its four lanes, the growth that happened, it's busy, busy, backed up. Now they need to make it six lanes. And so they're in the process of doing that. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that's finished, the growth is going to happen where they're going to need to start uh, start working on it again to make it six lanes. Like, yeah. they're just always behind. As they're soon as they finish, yeah. as, as soon as they finish, they got to start over. They're going to have to make it a toll road. But that's 10, 12 years, you know, to make. But eventually, you just got to build up you know, and, and charge us. Yeah. But that's what USB-C like, they're going to get it. Everything's going to be that, but then they're going to go, Hey, this one's faster. Yeah. You're, you're, you're freaking right on that. You know, it's, it's a profit deal. That's why we can't have nice things, you know? Oh man. I, um, I, I got six country shows coming up, uh, all in Texas and then I'm done for the year. And, uh, we just decided that we're not going to have our huge Christmas party this year. Okay. Uh, we're going to move it to July. Uh, Christmas and do in Christmas July. Christmas in July again, which Santa does come and he gets in the pool and stuff and it's great fun. But we are going to go to Broken Bow for New Year's. Nice. Yeah. Just fuck it, right? Just get out of here. Yeah. And I am so stoked. I love it. You know, I don't, I think I'm going to get some time to chill in December. Because I'm going to go to Joshua Tree for a few days. And then um, I'm going to do this Broken Bow. And so maybe, I'll, maybe I'm going to really start 2024 just firing on all cylinders. You're such a jet setter that uh, whenever you're like, I'm going to take some time to just chill by going to these other places. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's so ridiculous. I know. Well, because I, listen, I, it's hard for me to chill at home. It really is like I just because this is where the studio is and it's so easy to, you know, to just think a shit to do that you need to do, you know, and I yeah. we really do need to do. But me and Casey did this a few years ago. We did like a staycation for like four days and just worked on the house and it was great. We need to do that again. Like there's shit that needs to get done. Yeah. But, you know, that's not what I would do if we took a, a thing and just hung out here. Like I'd end up just up here doing shit, you know? And no, I, I totally get what you're saying. Broken Bow is one of my favorite places to go because of that. It's, yeah. Hey, we're going to go there for a three day weekend and I'm not going to be on the phone. I'm not going to be doing this. I'm yeah. not going to be working around the house. I'm not. Yeah. It's just an actual. The inter internet is actually shitty, you know? And it's, I think it's by design, you know, like yeah. let's just, Make make sure everybody just chills the fuck out when they're here. You know? Yeah. Oh man, that's um, gonna be awesome. I'm stoked. I uh, well, we, we'll get into like holiday plans and stuff next week. We'll talk about that. Uh, I am super excited to have Sean from Yellow Card on the show. You know, we we've known 
those i mean i get we just never really ran in the same circle as those guys but we know a lot of the same people it's really kind of a strange thing yeah it has been kind of a weird thing because like we've been at so many places together and played whether it's warp tours or this or that you know we've played shows together but we've just never really got a chance to hang out with them yeah well, uh, so Sean, of course, is going to be on the show here shortly. And to me, inspired a whole generation, maybe two, you know, of kids that were playing the violin that you, you know, you can do more with it than just classical music. And, and uh, really, you know, just in it, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, he's just a freaking great guy. You guys are going to love this conversation. Uh, that is coming up next on the Rockstar Dad Show. Y'all listen to this. Welcome back to the Rockstar Dad Show. And as promised, I'm super stoked to have with us Sean from the band Yellow Card. Sean, how's it going, man? What's up, y'all? How you guys doing? Awesome. Happy to have you here. Man, uh, you know, I tell this story a lot. You know, we're uh, we're both, you know, from this pop punk world or whatever, and I think I feel like we sort of came up around the same time, but, you know, we our, our circles really never crossed much. But I remember we were doing Warp Tour, and there was this buzz about this band Yellow Card. And uh, Gary and I made it a point to walk over and watch you guys from the crowd. And you are just playing this freaking violin and flipping around and jumping. And, and it was just so energetic and wild. And, and me and Gary just looked at each other and were like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, there, I, I get that. I get the hype. This is... Uh, this is going to be so, man, dude. So it's it's so cool to find out too, because you know we being from Texas are kind of like this this uh, one of the pop punk bands, I guess you would say. Sort of, we we've always felt like we were on an island on our own because there's like the Florida bands and there's the California bands, and then you know there's us here. But you're in Texas. What brought you to Texas? Uh, really the the growing family. You know, yeah. I grew up in Florida. You know, Jacksonville, Florida. My mom's still there and just uh, life took us over to the West Coast, you know, the early 2000s and like 99, Ryan and I, we moved to California. We got the indie record deal. We're like, hey, drop out of college. We're going to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that has its ups and downs and ended up in just outside of Seattle, Washington for about 12 years um, right there in a small quaint town of Snoqualmie, Washington. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, I, I love my time there. I have lifelong friends in Seattle. I, um, in the in the low band moments, right? I had you know people you know taking care of me and helping me out. So, but when my daughter was born in fourteen, you know, we were going, we were hustling, and it was easy. It was my wife and my daughter, and myself. We got a couple pups, house in the mountains, like it was smooth. And then my son kind of showed up four and a half years later, and I was like, man, this this two kid thing is tough. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, my wife's got family in uh, in California and I got family in Florida and we just said, hey, let's let's split the difference. Let's make a compromise. Yeah. And my wife goes, I never thought I'd live in Texas. And I go, it's pretty awesome. You know, <laughs> we can, Dallas is pretty big, but Austin's kind of right in the middle. So I sent her there for, you know, four or five days on like a summer vacation. And she came back. She's like, hey, I bought a lot in a house. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Send me the pictures on the Internet. Yeah. Let me see where we're going to live. So. But yeah, we're, you know, I'm two states from my mom. I'm, we're two states from her family, so uh, we're we're in a good spot. We're we're both families cool with that, or did either of them go? Okay, you've got family here and family there, and y'all moved away from both of us. Yeah, no. Uh, so 
her mom kind of lived in Washington near us. And we're, I'm very lucky to have a you know, mother-in-law that's kind and caring and she's, you know, helps the, with the kids. But, uh, you know, my, my family was like, if you're moving, you just come to Florida. Yeah. And, right. uh, her family's like, are you guys going to move to California? I was like, no, nah, we're not, we're not moving to California. It's a little spendy there. Yeah. Little, yeah. So, uh, we're, we're very happy here. We've been, uh, we've had our initiations and our warm welcome. So we're, right. uh, we're happy Texans. Our kids get to grow up in Texas and, you know, we're in the softball community with my daughter. She's oh, nine yeah. and a half. My yeah. son's playing six U T ball as a four year old. So, oh well, man, uh, yeah, baseball is is you know it's you always hear about the football here in Texas and Friday Night Lights and stuff, and all of that is true. Yeah, but, uh, but baseball is huge. I mean, and you're talking to a couple of baseball dads here, and and uh, and and Gary's Gary's boy is in like super competitive like select baseball, and it's yeah, it's, uh, that will take over your life, dude. Are you you know I, you got to be ready some, for it? I need some tips. I got <laughs> I got, well, so I went to academy. I got the big wagon with the huge wheels i oh, feel yeah. like a couple dads i get a little 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 cap tip right yep yep the the biggest trick that i've learned is okay you got the wagon so you're yep. good for tournaments to take yeah. stuff out you yeah. know carry your chairs but like i'll just take a smaller cooler in the wagon and have mm. a bigger cooler in the car that you can yeah, reload yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the day Ooh, yeah we got uh so we're big we're a big hydrate water i don't do a lot of, i mean i don't really publicly indulge i can make a fool of myself quickly which, which <laughs> also why like you know we we watch us dads we watch from the third base line away from like the stream cams and the moms and stuff oh yeah because i i mean i'm i try to be real respectful but man when i start talking talking to smack it can and i'm like oh yeah these are kids nine-year-old girls you right. should be smart <laughs> try to be smart yeah, it is, and it's weird too when you're when you're when you're somewhat of a public figure as well, and and because everybody finds out, right? And so that's a thing where there was one time uh, my little guy was in soccer; they were five years old, and it and the coach uh, of the other team almost got in a fist fight with like with a dad on our team or whatever. And I'm just sitting there, you know, like oh, everybody else is up or whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm sitting right here till I see a video, till I see a phone go up and then I'm leaving. You know, I'm yep. not going to be in the middle of this shit. I'm not going to be on the bad side of an internet video. No. But if someone messes with my kid, you know, some coach, we saw him out there like grabbing the face mask. Oh, like, yeah. If someone does that, I'm going to cartwheel a fence for yeah. my daughter. <laughs> yeah, sure. of course. You get the camera out. I'm, I'm going over that fence. Well, yeah, there is a limit, right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and right. That, that's the, the good thing about that is if that were to happen, at least you have a platform to be able to tell your side of the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, I want to distance myself. Like that's, that's like, you know, red button launch code, you know, stuff. But, yeah. um, you know, we're having fun. The kids are learning. My daughter picked it up good. We're we're starting in the like select travel ball. We got great coaches. Like there's a nice community here that kind of accepted us. And, you know, we're trying to raise good kids and in, in a world where, you know, we play music and we have an unconventional life. So yeah. um, just trying to do the best I can. Were, were you into baseball or sports growing up? I was not into baseball. I was a big sports guy. Like our family, my brother played varsity basketball you know junior varsity basketball as kind of an undersized guy i went to a music school i played um, varsity golf at my home school wow um you know grew up playing soccer and tried to play football and i'm just you know undersized in florida for those big sports 
it kind of got my bell rung. I think when I was in like seventh or eighth grade playing Pop Warner football, and my mom's like, "Maybe this isn't for you." And I was like, He's so big. Yeah, you uh, you um, size out. You they they you size out if you're if that's gonna happen. Yeah, eighth or ninth grade, and all of a sudden, everybody you know. And I was a fat kid, so like I was fine size wise until like the eighth grade, and then all of a sudden, everybody that is playing against me because of my size is the size of a grown man. And I'm, yeah. you know, and I'm, I don't, I think drums are a better choice for me. Yeah. I'm going to join the marching band. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I love playing music. I wanted to be a good, good sports guy and, you know, pretty hyper competitive have, you know, try to be smart with that now. But, um, you know, my mom, I, you know, we grew up, we we're kind of like very disciplined household, right? So mm -hmm. violin, right. We're playing yeah. golf. We're doing business. We're doing business sports, right. That was, right. Our, that was my mom's deal. So. Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, I had a good upbringing. My mom was, you know, really focused in, in giving us like that discipline stuff and it paid off in kind of later years, but emotionally distressed in my younger years for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is too, is it's such a cool, there, there's, there's aspects to this too. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Um, it's so cool that, you know, you guys brought that element into pop punk and nobody else had that. And it was such a unique thing that you guys had, which that's a, but also, you know, golf at, at our age can actually, you know, if you allow it to be, be a relaxing sort of escape from that, from, from oh, just yeah. the insanity of our world. And so to have those tools, are you, are you still pretty good? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just note on the violin thing. Thank you very much. Yes, um, of course, dude. I, I have like a, like my, one of my greatest warp tour memories, is like 2004, uh, yellow card, um, kind of like trying to rub elbows with, you know, our heroes, like Bad Religion, No Effects, like, you know, like just this, the coolest, the best records, the most hours driven in the van. And I get an invite to play with uh, Jay from Bad Religion and Kent from, you know, with, running with No Effects. Nice. And uh, I don't have a hole in one. I'm a single digit handicap. I played most of my life. But I don't have any hole in ones, but my first, I hit a double eagle. I hit a two iron. We played some Muni outside Chicago and I hit a two iron. And Jay Bentley's like, check the hole. We were looking for the ball and it was in the hole. So I hit no way. Double, double eagle, a two on a par five. So I still play. I play a lot. Uh, it's my kind of escape deal. And uh, my wife lets me get out and clear my head. But yeah. Um, but I'm the cook of the house too. So she's like, you got to make dinner. You yeah. Gotta, you got to clean the kitchen. Man, we know who we need in the next celebrity golf tournament. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, Sean, come with us to like duffing for dollars or something. Yeah. And uh, because I'm not any good, but I'm a lot of fun to be around. And Gary's pretty good. Well, I was going to say, like, we're, we're going to shoot shoot ourselves in the foot for having you join us here. But, like, it must be nice to go play with these people that you're looking up to. Yeah. Knowing, like, hey, I can actually play golf pretty good. Jarrett and I play, but we play for fun. Yeah. yeah and I, so anytime there's, anytime there's a, a, a guy that joins our threesome or what, just some stranger, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to suck on this tee shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's this anxiety of, sure. of, you know, playing in front of somebody. So they they had me out to duffing for dollars, and then a buddy of mine who's kind of well to do. I, I think it was like 2016 or 17. Um, a buddy like he's like, oh yeah, I'll just you know I'll buy in the group and like whatever, and we won it, and then they never called me back. No so way! All right, so duff they're like, this guy is not he. She should not come back. So the uh, for the listener, duffing for dollars is <laughs> Kevin Lyman's charity golf tournament, and Kevin Lyman, of course, creator and uh, and founder and every and runner 
of warped without warped without Kevin, there's no warped tour basically, which is you know yeah. everybody's on the seat on the edge of their seat all the time. Like, is he going to ever do anything again? But you know, uh, but he does this golf tour. We just did it for the first time last year, and of course we're just there for fun, you know. And yeah. uh, but we had we had a good time. Most- most golf tournaments we do, we don't even turn in scorecards. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you won it. But, uh, well, now, so you talked about your son and your daughter. What are their names and ages? Yeah, so Madeline is nine uh, just this past September, and Bennett is four and a half. Wow, those are good ages, man. So I got, I'm right in the thick of it. And yeah. my son is, he's a kind of a mama's boy, but now he's starting to be like, you were throwing the ball in the backyard and he's like, I'm going to throw faster than you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I know I'm going to train my replacement. Like I get that. <laughs> but uh, He's starting to, he's starting to like, you know, set his eye on, on me as the mark. So, right. Um, and then my, I mean, my daughter, she's the star of the show. She's, she's the, you know, big heart, big emotions. Um, you know, doesn't want to like uh, cause any trouble. And, you know, she's always making sure everyone's good. She's, she's, She's a good kid. We waited a long time for her to come around, and we're we're really happy. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and now, I mean, we ask everybody this, and I mean, and sometimes it's kind of hard to tell at that age. And sometimes you think so, and then later, just uh, my case was my kids seemed musical at first, and really just have no interest in it. At least the older two, uh, are they into music? Or are they musical at all? Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys. Um, and I'll, and I'll touch more back on that. So I, I got us a piano last year. Like that was our like kind of family Christmas present. So we rescued like a Yamaha, someone refurbished, like a nice upright. We had, my brother had the Yamaha uh, from my mom. He played piano. I, I played violin. So I was like, mom, Matt doesn't play anymore. Like, let me get, the, she's like, I told him it's his piano. So I had to buy my own piano. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I bought the piano. And we got him in some lessons and I was I did the same thing my mom did. I said, hey, here's the deal. You live in my house. You got to play. You're going to play every day. If you take a break, you know, you got to make it up somehow or whatever. And they're they're pretty good about it. Um, but like they are drawn to music. And I try to be real with them. I'm like, hey, my job, my life is, you know, like I had a very small chance of doing this. So even if you play you may not be able to do that for a living. Mm-hmm. You, you maybe can. We just got to work and find out, you know, wh- yeah. where we end up. So I try to be real with them about it. But my daughter listens to songs and she listens to songs with her friends. And she had a yellow card song. as like a walk-up song like last season. Like nice. there's a lot of like really cool things that the kids are doing about music. And then my son, when he's done practicing, he'll still sit at the piano. And again, mind you, he's he's four and, you know, they're doing color and like learning, you know, this music staff or whatever. But lately he's just been sitting there because he, he'll hear me like kind of plink around on the keys and like try and write a song or whatever. So he'll sit there and like try and write like music or whatever. And I'm like, like, that's just like, that's the good stuff. Yeah. And so, um, so th- I want him to play piano to give him a base of what maybe they can do when they choose to do something. Yeah. And uh, from someone that, played violin I'm, I'm melodically driven rhythmically i'm awful like i just learned how to quantize rhythm and logic on my computer like not a big computer guy but so i'm like rhythmically challenged and you know i meet all these these musicians you know that we get to meet and they're like oh i started on piano or as a drummer i started on piano and i just feel like it's a, a really great you know 
jumping point instead of like, hey, here, play the violin because I did it. You're going to do it. So yeah. my son says that he wants to play violin. I don't know if we're going to go that route, but they're both like, okay, playing the piano and they've already started kind of at a young age. You know, it's, it's, I mean, that, that was my rule. So at five, you have to take piano lessons. You have to do it until you're 10. Uh, my daughter made it. My middle son did not. His teacher was like, he is not ready for this. So he's dabbled in a few things here and there. But my youngest son is now 11, still in piano, playing drums. And it's like one of those things. It's, it, it's funny you, you mentioned like a few, but it's like, hey, man, you have a few responsibilities. And one of them is you have to practice your piano. You have to do your homework, you know. Yeah. But uh, he, it's, you know, you have those little moments. As you said the other day, he was, uh, I, you can hear him upstairs playing. And, you know, I, you can usually pick out what it is. And he was going from Green Day to playing Master of Puppets by Metallica. And I was just like, God, I am such a good dad, you know. Yeah. like <laughs> That's it. That is, if that is the baseline, he's already, a, already yeah. ahead of the curve. But, like, I mean, I know I'm not the, you know, the only dad, you know, to do this stuff. It's like, what is the positive reinforcement to tell our kids? Like, yeah. hey, whoo, it's it's a tough hack. You gotta you gotta go get it. It's true. You know, I, I think one thing that we say, and there, there there is no one in the world that whose parents made them take piano lessons that knows how to play the piano that's still pissed at their parent. Like you 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 know, for me, I'm just like, dude, you don't even understand. Like. In eighth grade, you're going to go to a party and there's going to be some dude like trying to pick away on Rocky like a hurricane on guitar. And you're going to be able to sit behind the piano and just start do. You can play classical or whatever. It doesn't matter. Chicks or whoever is going to yeah. gather around that piano and just be like, holy crap. But, you know, I'm just like, so, I mean, for us, it's really just a matter of like, hey, we want you to be able to do the things that you want to do, but we feel like this is good for you. You know, it's good for math. It's, you know, all that. I think yeah. it's it's funny that you said, you know, hey, y'all need to play this, but music's hard. And you may not end up doing that for a living type thing. Whenever my son uh, was was going into the junior high uh, and, and he was going to join band, um, he didn't know what, what instrument he was going to go with yet. And so he went to the thing where you try out a bunch of different instruments. And my wife was just like, well, of course he's going to do drums. And I'm like, no, let him pick what he wants. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. you don't have to do what I want. I want you to do what you want to do, right? And so he went to this thing and he picked out all these different things. And um, he was going to end up playing uh, like, like baritone or something. I, I don't remember exactly what it was now. But anyways, that's what he was going to do. And my wife just kept on for weeks and weeks going, don't you want to play drums? Don't you want to play drums? And so one day he and I were walking the dog. And I just talked to him. I go, hey, man, I, you don't have to, you know, if your mom's pressuring you to change to drums, you don't have to do that. I want you to be happy and just have a good experience because band's a great thing. And he looked at me. He's like, you know, I just don't know if I want to play drums for a living. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's not what you have. That's, that's not what we're doing funny. here. You're going to oh go have God. some fun. That's do whatever nice you want to do. Yeah. That's just nice when they have that moment and they're like, talk to you like for real, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. He, he and uh, his son have... Uh, you know, I, I have good communication with my kids, but he actually has accomplished the thing or he stayed best friends with his boy and, and uh, they have, gr I mean, real, real conversations. It's, it's really cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. We, we, we scratched the surface a little bit yesterday as we're growing with my daughter, she kind of had an emotional moment where we got a tournament this weekend She's starting to pitch, which is tough. You know, that motion is weird. Mm -hmm. I learned to pitch so I could kind of coach her through it. Wow. And she's like, 
um, hey guys, I don't, I don't think I want to pitch. Like she's crying. We're like, what's wrong? She's like, I think I don't want to pitch. And we're like, why? And she's like, I'm having trouble. Like it's really hard for me. And we're, I'm like, man, I am so proud of you because it is really hard. And she's like, I just, I love catching and hitting and like, I love fielding. But like when I try to pitch, like, I know I'm not doing like the best job. I'm like, well, do you not like it? Cause your performance, cause you just learned, right. You mm -hmm. started this summer and she's like, it's just so hard right now. And I feel like, you know, it puts me in a bad spot. And I'm like, I'm just proud that you like came to talk to us. Yeah. And I was like, also, they're going to pitch you this weekend. So thanks for not telling us this on Saturday <laughs> morning. <laughs> Saturday is a bad day to tell us. Tuesday night, that's a great team meeting. Yeah, day. you're <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, like. Um, I'm curious. Uh, so you've got to be in your 40s, right? I am. I'm 44 years young. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, the same so, age as me. Yeah, I'm 50. You're I'm very handsome. Sir. I'm 51, and uh, I. Um, you as well. Thank you, brother. And uh, but I've got to say, like that motion, learning that motion at 44 years old to throw that softball that way. But also, you have to have aches and pains from the violin from for all of these, you know, all of these years or whatever. But I mean, you got any? Uh, any injuries from any of that or, or some any, sore any, spots? Any, any nicks from the city miles that we did <laughs> yeah. sleeping in the futon in the van? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I'm actually, I'm very lucky. I kind of have stayed relatively athletic um, and kind of made it through without any, like, really bad injuries. Um, uh, you, you know, always stretching, kind of yoga, always was really kind of like, not the weird kid like standing in the wings of the stage like stretching or whatever but like i took preparation pretty serious um you know I've, I've always seen guitar players and you know some of our our peers with like hand injuries and like some yeah. tendonitis so i'm starting to see a little bit of that but not really from violin mm. you know like with some good technique and like take kind of taking care of yourself I, i've been away from that but this summer i was you know, we were out on tour. We had our kind of reunion, 20-year anniversary, Ocean Avenue. Yes. And I, by the way, congratulations. I mean, such a huge, huge tour. And what a success. And and very well-deserved. And uh, just so cool to watch. You know, we Man, had, uh, thank you. It's uh, like just really unexpected. Um, and we left, and we have great fans. And we left in kind of 2016, 17, like, Hey, I think this is it for us. We can't really hack it. Like it's just getting real hard, guys. Yeah. And then some of the conversations were like, you know, what if no one really cares? What if no one kind of shows up? <laughs> right. And we're just playing kind of, you know, you know, one of the biggest tours of our career. And, you know, I, I love that music rallies people. And I know mm -hmm. that all of us have been through so much these last few years. They're hard. It's been hard living. People have been sick. And we're missing some people and, um, you know, so to be able to come back and just have a celebration and, and see familiar faces and hear the stories, but really kind of just, you know, we, we have a lot of friends that are scattered everywhere around the world. And, yeah. you know, the last few years I hadn't got to see a lot of people and, you know, really happy with my tribe back home. But this was definitely a big celebration year for us. And yeah. so. Um, thank you very much. And, you yeah. know, special thanks to all of our fans and, and listeners, you know, they go through great lengths to, to consume and listen and, and be there for us. And 
I yeah. felt the love. I, I'm big love this year. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's it's uh, it's cool to see, you know, the genre doing well. We all got our stream stuff in today from Spotify, and uh, it's it's fun to see those grow every year in this in this genre. And and uh, man, it's just uh, I'm I'm so it's so cool to see. I mean, we're we're such fans of our peers, and we just root for everybody. And and so. You know, I was very glad. We, we love Story of the Year and those guys, so we were glad those guys got to join you on some of it. And, uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. I was yeah. like, they're never gonna do it. Yeah, how fun! Like one of our things was like like huge box on the checklist was like, we got to tour their friend. We got to do this with our friends. We got to figure it out. Yeah, and just them being there. And I know Ryan and Adam, they got their podcast deal, and it's just like it just felt like this really cool reunion. We had Amber Lynn out for a fair portion of it. Yeah, just, we had just awesome friends and just to have that like reunion anniversary vibe and it really kind of jump-started us we're you know we're looking to get out in 24 and okay uh spending time with the family more you know i don't have to you know be at the office all the time now in the off season so um it's it's we're we're very very fortunate we're very 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 happy very blessed so when during the downtime did you what were you doing uh you know when you weren't touring so i had uh back in seattle close family friend and his family has an auto group. And I just learned like just straight up business sales, service, customer service. And I got into a place, uh, you know, I grew up family was in the, you know, I had grandfather in the military mm -hmm. and my dad, you know, souped up trucks and, you know, kind of did some off roads. So I was always around cars and um, found myself in a leadership position at a Toyota store and service manager and, assistant service manager, customer service, you know, all that stuff. And I think the scary thing is like when you're a dad mm -hmm. and I could be a starving artist, like mm -hmm. I would have been okay with that 10, 15, 20 years ago, like whatever that looks like. But like my kids and my wife, I don't, I didn't ask them. I didn't make it hard. I just was like, Hey, I got to figure something out. And so, you know, I, I worked very hard. I had, you know, a, a dual life. I have a, you know, pretty much like a executive office yeah. <laughs> lifestyle deal. And yeah, I mean, there were years right there when my daughter was, you know, two, three, and I was like college, like, like what is all this like grown up stuff look like? Right. And, you know, you grind out 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Cause you're I, like, I'm just was, was like fear was chasing me. Like, mm -hmm. how do I get to the place that I need to be at? or that I think I need to be at or whatever. And, you know, there's always the conversation is like, you know, the most important thing is that, you know, everyone's safe and healthy and then together. And, it, and then there's also the other side where it's like, I want to be able to give my family some of the things that I was given and, and, you know, kind of pay it forward that way. And there's many ways to do that. That's the route that I, that I took. And when we moved to Texas, kind of the same thing. I, I met some people and, and worked for a Toyota store down here in, in Cedar Park, Texas. And they looked after me and I worked as hard as I could work. And then, you know, they were like, they were going to give me a leave of absence to do the tour. They're like, Hey, wow. they're like, you, you're coming back. Right. And I was like, I don't really know. What's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I had to get some tires in my truck when I got home and they're like, are you coming back? And I was like, not right away. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a pretty good spot right now. And, um, you know, they're super supportive. A, a lot of people came out to the show down here in Austin. And mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, like, I never worried about 
the glitz and the glamour and it became a part of my life. And I don't know what that looks like. I didn't, I don't know if I did it right, Mm -hmm. but like I got a great family. I got, I worked real hard and I got great friends and, you know, play a ton of golf on the road. I see, you know, friends everywhere. And, uh, and so like, I just, I really got no complaints about it. And I, I feel pretty confident that however I got where I got, I got, you know, a roof over our head. We got bread on the table and, you know, the kids are healthy and, you know, we got batting practice later. We got, you know, my son's got T-ball practice tomorrow and yeah. we got a tournament this weekend. So, uh, wrote a song this morning, you know, it's like, Hey, we're just kind of just cruising. I love it, man, dude. I, I think as rock star dads go, uh, you just, you've just managed to become one of the, one of the top ones we've ever had on the show, dude. Seriously. It's, uh, it's a real, it's, it's just really awesome to hear the perspective of somebody that's like, look at, you know, that it's, it's all glitz and glamour aside. I've got responsibilities and here's what I want to be able to do. And, you know, and, and, and that's a hard business cars. I mean, you know, that takes you away from your family a lot too. You know, I mean, I'm not sure how it works these days, but maybe you're able to do some of it at home. But my dad sold cars for several years and, you know, dude, I, I never saw the guy, you know? Um, and so it's good that you're able to, to make sure that you're putting that in perspective, make sure you're being there. And, and you said bread on the table, as long as you're home, I guess there's bread on the table. The wife says, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we got the Uber eats, we got the takeout, babe, it's oh, going to be late tonight, yeah. but Oh yeah, man. Uh, I mean, that's like, that's top level compliment. Thank yeah. you. No, um, Sean, through, uh, through some of your like just conversation today and like looking at your Instagram post, like you just have this sense I get of, of gratitude. And that's kind of a rare thing in this day and age, is that something that you've always had? Is that something that, Hey, now you're 44. It's just kind of <laughs> matured into you or I don't know. It's just a, it's a very nice, uh, aura of gratitude that I get. No, from thank it. you. I, I, um, a lot of it really comes from my mom. Like I make the joke, you know, she emotionally kind of beat me up when I was <laughs> little. And I mean, I, I literally quit playing violin every day. I told her I quit. I like, no, this is not cool. I remember, you know, being on the bus and like just people just picking on me. I'm like, man, this is just like, I just want to play soccer with my friends. Like, she's like, you're going to play violin if you live in this house. So like, just, just deal with it. And, you know, my parents split young. That, that was, that's tough. You know, you have parents that split and it affected me for a long time. And so I was really grateful for my friends. I was really grateful to learn how to write songs um, because I knew that, I wasn't going to be Joshua Bell. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm p- pretty good. I work hard. Um, you know, my band has taught me a lot. We, we work together. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a guitar player trapped in a violinist body. <laughs> but like, I like there, there are key moments where I'm like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't this, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't this. And it's like, I could be, you know, kind of a shitty person if I wanted to, like those outlets are easy. And I'm like, I want to make sure, and as we progressed as a band, people were watching us. They looked up to us. And I'm like, I just felt like I had this responsibility. And it's really because of my mom. She, yeah. I mean, she just, she never let me take the easy way out. She always like made it hard for me. And when I got to the place where, I mean, we toured with the Ataris in 2003, right before Ocean Avenue came out. And for, for me, that was the moment where I was like, I think, I think like we're, we're doing it. Like, yeah. I think this is real. Yeah. 
And then from that moment on, it was because I had like an emergency ripcord. I was like 24 was my number. I was going to go back to college. I was going to get a job. I was going to be be the other person I, I you know, I guess I ended up being anyway. Um, and so I always just kind of had had this confidence like we're going to work. You know, Ryan and I worked at Chili's in between, you know, those indie tours in the band. I was like, I, I worked hard. I wanted to give us a real shot. I wanted to pay the bills and at that age and that that drive was in me and i it, i've always had it it's got to be from my parents got to be from my mom yeah. just like gr grinding me out at home like you better practice you can't go do this and i told her i was like and and it's funny because she my band is too loud she like she'll come to the show and be <laughs> right. like ah, it's not really for me right and i'm yeah. like I'm like, well, just stay for the shout out, mom. Like, I got to tell everyone that you're yeah. the reason I'm here. So I wonder she, if she knows, though, what her influence is on a whole generation, though. Because if you think about it, you brought this element of, you know, I know you play guitar too, but you brought the violin into this world, into the Warped Tour world. I realize it exists in Fogging Molly and some things like that, but let's yeah, just oh, yeah. say pop punk, right? You bring this instrument into the world, and all of a sudden, you, you're not that kid on the bus that's getting picked on and those kids that are in the bus getting picked on are going, well, the dude in yellow card plays this guys, what are you guys doing? You know, with your life. Right. And so there has to be, because of the instrument that you chose, there has to be just this insane number of kids that all of a sudden didn't feel uncool or chose to play that instrument. You know what I mean? So oh. that that's huge. I mean, you have you ever sat down and explained that to your mom? That's amazing. I mean, that's that's a that's a big like uh, butterfly effect deal. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I tell her, and we make you know we make the jokes all the time. You know, um, I just went back, played a golf tournament with my dad for his birthday. He's got a little member guests that you know their their deal, and we sit at the table and they you know they give me a hard time. They're like, you used to quit and blah 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 and. I mean, we got to play. There's that amphitheater right next to the Jaguar Stadium. We played two nights this summer at the at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the, my dad got to bring his friends, and Ryan had his parents out. Like the Jaguars gave us, you know, jersey. Like it's just it's crazy, crazy big moments like that. That, that like, hey, how did we get here? Right. W yeah. Where did where is this good feeling coming from? And so, um, very especially this year, very grateful. Um, lot lots. Lots that we're proud of, you know, and our, our, our kids are, we got awesome kids. They're, you know, they're yes, sir, no man. Like, I mean, they're just so sweet and kind, you know, they'll do anything not to get a timeout. Like they're just, they're good kids. So <laughs> yeah. we got it good and we try not to mess it up, you know, and just trying to rain, rain some positivity down and, and give them some, some good influence. Those are the big, those are the big victories, man. Sean, you're, you're awesome, dude. I'm glad we finally got the chance to sit and have a conversation. I, I look forward to the next time we're in the same room where we don't have to be weird because we don't know each other, you know, and uh, yeah, man. We, we can actually, no, I'm, uh, I'm a big, big hugger. So next yeah, time me I'm too. Power, yeah, us I'm too. Drop over and knock on your door. Hey yeah. man, good to see you. Let's do Well, seriously, man, we're back and forth to Austin quite a bit. So, uh, I'll, 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 I'll have Ali shoot my number over to you, man. Let's stay in touch. Yeah, I'd and, love that. Uh, and man, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, as you, you know, it, can you, uh, where where would you like to send people social media wise um, as far as for you or for Yellow Card? And then, uh, you know, any plans for the future that you can let us in on yet? 
Yeah, no, like uh, obviously the band, you know, we're most active Instagram. I think I still do the X Twitter or the Zwitter or whatever you guys want to call it, um, uh, which is S Mac and YC. Uh, we got, you know, band accounts for Twitter, TikTok, all that. Uh, and um, and Instagram, pretty, pretty strong. I, the band is, I think, most active on the Instagrams. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're planning an onslaught. We have no release dates or information ready, readily available. We, we are doing the Emo's Not Dead cruise in February. With nice, Matt. nice. And uh, it co- coincides with my wife's birthday. So I get to celebrate and, and take her to the Bahamas and pour my ties on her hair. So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, dude, have a great holiday season, brother. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show and spending some time with us today. Thanks for your time, y'all. Happy holidays. Appreciate it. You too, bro. Take care. Later. See you guys. All right. Let's see. And um, Sean was awesome. Man, that guy. That's a good dad right there. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if anybody realizes that uh, we had some technical difficulties early on, but he powered through and stuck with us. I'm glad he did because what a great dad and a fun conversation. Great, great dad, great conversation. That's uh, that is Sean Mackin from the band Yellow Card, and uh, this has been the Rockstar Dad Show. Hey, if you guys haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Click that uh, subscribe button, and why not leave us a review? We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Y'all be good. This is a song for my friends Jared and Gary They started a podcast and said a theme was necessary They're just a couple of guys in a band that you know Some rock star dads who started a show Until the next episode